my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, our good friend Spider-Dan has produced a movie (laughs) from a year before I was born, funny enough, 1977. It is a Chinese martial arts movie. Comedy, apparently. Fantasy comedy film, Dave. Um, About the soul of Bruce Lee. So this one is The Dragon Lives Again, and I wish he fucking hadn't. So, Dave, had you seen this or heard of this before? You know what? First of all, I'll say, Dan, he he does have an eclectic taste, doesn't he? I mean, some of his earlier picks, you know, we've had Necromantic. We had Rubber as a late fees, didn't we? Uh, What was the other one? Um. Oh God. Uh, what's the what oh, the the party at Kitty and Studs? That, you know. So how can we forget Thorns bollocks, Dave? Come on. <laughs> he definitely picks some corkers, and you know, I, I will say they're also movies that kind of make you think uh, a, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, what am I doing? I'm not saying this is a fine wine of movies, but it it does make you think in a certain way. You know, it's just just something quite different. So, Chris, I can't say for sure that I haven't watched this one. And the reason, what it conjures memories of is definitely being earlier. So, I, I must have been six, seven, or something like that going with my dad to the video shop, trying to find something. And like, because this is early 80s at at the time that I'm thinking back to, you know, there's so many Kung Fu movies still. You you had the big explosion of Kung Fu movies in the 70s. But, you know, Chris, in the north of England, the the pop culture zeitgeist only hits you a good few years later, doesn't it? So, So Kung Fu movies were just massive for me. And I was a big fan of Bruce Lee, you know, mainly because, you know, my uncles would always have it on, and especially when I was staying around at my nan's, they always, you know, had some kind of kung fu movie on. And I remember, you know, my dad saying, oh, this this is Bruce Lai. Now, the reality is it's, that's just because he's looking at the back of the video box, but it's Bruce Lee, but just spelled L-I, isn't it? So, you know, it is some rip-off. And, um, but at the time I'm just thirsting to watch new Bruce Lee content. So that was close (laughs) enough. So I remember watched a few of these movies, both through that video shop, which was one of those where, you know, it's obviously upstairs, you know, like you you had, I don't know, probably a hairdresser's downstairs or something. And you walk up the the side and you're upstairs and you've got all the videos on the wall and it it's just something I, I really miss. I mean we speak about Blockbuster and stuff, don't we? And that was to a different level, you know, and it's all very clean and organized and stuff. But just the, the, having the videos and the video cases on the walls and just exploring them all. I, I really do miss that. 
But um, yeah, I, I just the other thing it reminds me of is you know the the kind of man in a van or or, or the man in a larder estate rather who'd come round with some you know not not your A playing top blockbusters, just these random fucking movies you've never heard of. And so I'm sure I had a few Bruce Lee uh, copies rather videos out of there as well. So don't remember this specifically. But I think I've seen either this actor or, you know, other Bruce Lee knockoffs uh, around this time. How about yourself, Chris? Yeah, well, you know what? It's funny you say that because there was a load of movies, weren't there, with Bruce Lee, as in L-E, not L-E, as in The Legend. And I've seen a couple, the same as you, you rent them from the video shop and, and what's all, you know, one of my best ones, uh, The Big Boss, that was one of my favourites. And I haven't even reviewed that, to be fair, Dave. I should have maybe put that. I love it when he, he won't fight in that. But it's also strange, obviously, on the Dragon, things like that. It's like these sort of movies, and I've watched a few of them thinking it was Bruce Lee. And then I remember, like, I don't know if it was my dad or my granddad going, well, this movie's from the 80s, and he died in, like, early 70s. And I'm like, yeah, what's your problem? You know, and then realizing, oh, hang on, these don't match up. So I've watched quite a few knockouts. I have never heard of this, Dave, at all. And as soon as the legend that is Spider-Man's name is attached to a movie, you are literally, so I'm, I'm sort of like squinting through one eye going, what the hell is the trailer? What is the trailer? <laughs> is this going to be a curtain-shutting movie? Is this going to be one that, you know, I'll make sure there's nobody in the house again? You know, um, not that I got aroused at Necromantic Dave at all. But genuinely... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect. And then when we saw the trailer last week, I was like, holy shit, this could be magnificent. So I was all up for this. We haven't done a martial arts one for a, a, a few episodes either. So this was like, this could be a classic. I'm not a big fan of, of a lot of the stuff that you brought to the table. Snake and the monkey's fucking shadow, Dave. Let's not talk about that shit. <laughs> fucking rubbish. But, uh, but this, I was thinking, Bruce Lee, I know it's a bit of a knockoff. Let's see where we go. Oh, my God. God, this is just <laughs> unbelievable. What a pick. What a pick. Indeed. Well, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Are you sure it's Bruce Lee? Doesn't look like him. It so happens when a person dies, their face and their body undergo a change. Uh, who the hell are you? I am the king of the underworld. The underworld? That Bruce Lee guy is really something. Hey, mister... Why are you making trouble with those triad thugs from Chinatown? They're the Godfather's private bodyguard. One's James Bond and the other's Clint What's more, we've got Dracula. So this is the famous Hollywood star, Emmanuel. Exorcist, will you remember me after you've become the king? Popeye, you lose again? Those be part of the team. Those bastards won't dare tangle with us. Listen, Dracula, your zombies can't help you. When a man's endowed like Bruce, the girls are bound to want him. He's got to have his fun. Hey, Brucey. That's enough. After his untimely death, Bruce Lee wakes up to find himself in the royal court of the underworld. Here he meets the king of the underworld along with his subjects. 
Upon questioning the king's power, the king demonstrates his displeasure by shaking a pole that can cause an earthquake through the underworld, which gives Bruce pause. Afterwards, Bruce goes to a restaurant where he meets and befriends Kane from Kung Fu, the one-armed swordsman, and Popeye. (laughs) (laughs) He also encounters a criminal mob consisting of Dracula, James Bond, Zatoshi, and Clint Eastwood, who have been terrorizing the residents of the afterlife. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? Well, Dave, I've not done drugs for a long time, my friend, but I feel as if I'm fucking stoned out of my fucking face here. Uh, This movie is absolutely terrible, but also I couldn't keep my eyes off what character was going to pop up next. So obviously I I think it's in poor taste, though, that you've got this dead body of Bruce Lee. And he's in the after, and he's not been, and he's got a fucking lob on, Dave. Oh, we think it's a lob on, don't we? He's got a fucking <laughs> massive stalk on, hasn't he? Under the fucking blanket there. Um, it's just, it doesn't make any sense because I, 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 having, and I'm sure you're the same, having researched and done a lot of stuff on Bruce Lee and gone back that rabbit hole years ago, and I had like the Bruce Lee story. I knew about him teaching like Steve McQueen, James Coburn, you mm. know, so a lot of these actors, and then they would swap. They also then helped him in Hollywood, didn't they, and, and stuff like that. And he became quite legendary at teaching people martial, martial arts and that. So I knew all that, and I did like that. Obviously, it's dubbed, but they brought that into it, and they were bringing real-life stuff that I could relate to. But the guy looked nothing like him. I love the fact that them three beautiful women come down and go, yeah, yeah, he goes, so he looks nothing like him. And he's like, yeah, yeah but in the afterlife, his yeah. face is, his women just couldn't keep their hands <laughs> off him in the in earth. And he's like, fucking hell, that is a great bit of writing. So... It's magnificent, but when I saw Popeye, and I used to love the Popeye cartoons, Dave, as a kid, I had I had Popeye on the Atari, and he's like, yeah, you know, I can get his fucking pipe and all that. I was like, oh, fuck me, what is going on here? I didn't realise it was Clint Eastwood. James Bond looks like he'd fucking, James Bond's supposed to be suave, and if this guy's got big fucking Amos <laughs> off Emmerdale sideys, and they just put him in a suit. He's putting like a fucking, whoever's dubbing it, he's putting some shit British accent on. Um, uh, but yeah, it's just an unbelievably shit movie that I, for some reason, thoroughly enjoyed because it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's basically a fever dream, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I mean, if you have been smoking some uh, uh, special cigarettes there, Chris, I, I mean, this would, I, I can imagine you, you would be transfixed on it because, uh, I, like you say, it's a bit weird. It starts off. I mean, bit fucking morbid for a start. It's basically you're talking about an actual person. So the the thing I find weird yeah. is, you know, they they're talking about Bruce Lee, who is real. Like that was, you know, that was him. That was the actor. But you've got it in the monks of this, you know, the, this king of the underworld and his concubines or whatever. But then you've got all these fictional characters as well that are just thrown in there. But starts off with a morbid scene. He's got the old things on his eyes. And like you say, with a massive fucking stalk on. And there are so many knob <laughs> jokes in this. <laughs> it's unbelievable. No, it turns out to be the nunchucks. But, you know, the, the, the girls are all fucking pining after him and stuff. It, it's just utterly bonkers. And 
Like you say, you just, you know what? This guy, Bruce Lee, he, I don't, I'm going to call him Bruce Lee, Chris, just to differentiate because, you know, when we're talking about the original Bruce Lee and this chap, he is actually pretty fucking good at the old martial arts, isn't he? He does move quite well. Yeah. Yeah, And some of the action scenes are, are great. Now, we, we haven't talked about this for a while, but it's, it's kind of his, it's a bit like a Kung Fu porno, really, isn't it? it it's like a, yeah. Y- y- you're not watching a porno for the plot. <laughs> you know, you're not yeah. watching it for the, for the intrigue and, you know, the suspense about what's actually going to happen. And is he going to deliver the pizza or not? And is this guy who is 60, is he actually a virgin? You know, so uh, all of those things you're not really focusing on. And I think it's a bit like that with this, like there is some bonkers story there. But it's to just get you to different bits of of action, and I thought the action was really good. Whereas, yeah, the the just the ideas. I, I mean, this this is all part of this Bruce Floytation thing, isn't it? It's basically a bunch of people oh, capitalizing hell. on you know his popularity and his death, and just trying to churn yeah. something out there that is utterly bonkers. And and I agree with what you said. It is distasteful at the start. I genuinely was like, oh, this don't feel right. And that's from me, who usually, you know, <laughs> I'll watch any old shit. But you're right, because it's a real person. Mm. And obviously, we've got the legendary status of Bruce Lee, that, you know, he's the, he's the godfather of MMA and all that as a massive fan. You know, I get all that. I love these films. We've talked about it loads of times on here. And, and, it is in bad taste, but also, you know, we're in a world, Dave. I've got to call this out, right? And I don't, I'm hoping I'm going to phrase this right. I'm not getting cancelled, but we're in a world where actors and actresses are apologising for playing roles that are not from their um, backgrounds. If mm, shall we say, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so they come out yeah. and people are apologising retrospectively for for various roles that they played, but that was Hollywood. In this respect, Dave, we've we, you know we've got. Asian actors playing like James Bond, Clint Eastwood, Popeye. I don't want them to apologise for that. I just want them to apologise because the fucking shit. <laughs> Nothing to do that. The fucking <laughs> bobbins. The fucking Godfather. Fuck me, Clint Eastwood. Put a hat on, bit of a stubble and a cigar, and he he does actually fucking leather Bruce at the start, doesn't he? Because he ends up, uh, he's going through this thing anyway, like, that there's some magic or whatever sort of disorientates him, and he gives him a kick, good kick by the way, Dave, good front mm. teeth kick. It was, it was a good good kick, uh, but you're right, the master. But that honestly, and I know like it's a serious thing, and people are you know because of what's been going on. In the world, people become more aware, and I understand that. And I, and I think it's right as well in some respects. But this is just one of the things where I'm pissing myself laughing, going, I'm not bothered about any of that. Just apologise, because you bobbins, the cheapest, <laughs> shittiest movie. I mean, you said before we started recording, there's no budget. And I'm like, fuck me. I know there <laughs> is no budget. We don't need to know what it costs, because I don't think there is one. But... I will say Spider-Dan did come through with the Chris Phelps shoulder fucking analogy as well, Dave, because 
we got Emmanuel. They sent some fucking porn stars down to fuck the brains of the king. They need to give him a heart attack. Now, as someone who has come across the Emmanuel movies in the past day, I'm sure you I have. did respect. Well, yeah, I did respect or come come from or come at the, the Emmanuel movies. I did respect Spider Man. Throwing in there a reference to myself, maybe whether it's intentional, I don't know. But there is always an undercurrent of sex in these movies that Spider Man uh, watches. So I'm very impressed with that, Dave. I did laugh and chuckle to myself. <laughs> Because the trailer didn't give that away, did it, last week? But brilliant, absolutely brilliant. No, I mean, I, I mentioned some of the uh, some of the gang there, but like you say, Emmanuel's in there as a baddie, the Exorcist, the Godfather. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's just bonkers, isn't it? But, I mean, I, I did find it interesting that Emmanuel is sort of part of the baddie crew, and also James Bond as well now. No, this was this was filmed in in Hong Kong, wasn't it? So I don't know if it was like just you know the, these are all like Western type fictional characters, aren't they? You know, I can't imagine yeah. they were they were huge in mainland China, but obviously it is Hong Kong. So you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Did Hong Kong think of James Bond as a baddie? I, I'm not sure. And like, is Emmanuel? You know, is she bad because she's a a lady of ill repute or something like that. I don't know, but I, I just found it weird. But I did. I, I always feel weird when I say this. But when they, they, when she's trying to fuck the queen, uh, fuck the queen, fuck the king. No, it's the That's queen a who's trying movie. to fuck I've Bruce. Seen that one, <laughs> I did think of you, and I thought, ah, oh, I kind of see why Spider Man's put this one in now, <laughs> as well as the whole bonkers premise of the the whole movie. But Chris. I mean, did you not think it, it was it was a bit out of place? I mean, I, I, I did feel like it just turned into a soft porn movie then. I found it out of place. We've got the fucking Godfather <laughs> well, and the Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> We've got fucking Dracula. I thought me, oh, we needed was Scooby Doo, and we had the fucking full set, didn't we? Fuck me. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. You know, I just—you can't see me, but I am. I'm throwing out a fish hook here, and I'm trying to reel that one back. That there is anything in place in this, but you know, you mentioned Dracula there. We're obviously, you know, we're not that far past Halloween. And I'm thinking, you know, you could walk around any neighborhood and you will see a better made up Dracula than this guy. Just the, the, the costuming is just horrendous across the board, isn't it? I mean, they, they literally have just thrown this all together in five minutes and then, and then gone shoot. It, look, you know what? You fucking beat me to it because that's like when you go on Facebook and someone goes like, unfortunately, this is a bit of a sad thing, but last week we were supposed to be going as um, Vincent Vega and uh, I'm just gonna Mia ask Wallace. You about that. Yeah, well, we didn't go, did we? Because of, I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast and that uh, are friends as well on Facebook, but we, we had to put... Um, the cats asleep last Saturday, so oh. we didn't go. Sam, literally Saturday night, I ended up taking uh, the, the cat to the, the vets and stuff, and um, it was like five o'clock after. We didn't go, so obviously, you know, I know it's a, a sad thing not to bring it on a downer, but yeah. But what 
I'd sent you a picture a few weeks earlier. I'd got the Vincent Vega. It was a full set Vincent Vega wig, two cigarettes with the like the cowboy fucking tie thing that he wears with the lapel. I've got a black suit, bit of a cheap outfit, really, for his fancy dress. It was a 40th. And when I sent it to you, my, like, my mum is 60. <laughs> she dyes her hair black. So <laughs> I'm going, I like my fucking mum. Fucking Vincent Vega, like John Travolta. And, and that was what I kept thinking with these characters. We'd have put that up and gone, yeah, yeah. Can anyone guess who we are? And everyone's going, no, are you going to a funeral? What the fuck's this outfit you've got? We probably look nothing like Vincent Vega. And that's what you get, don't you? So you get like other people going to these fancy dresses and it's only the suit that you go, oh, right, you've gone as Marty McFly because you've got the fucking, you know, the, the, the life preserver on sort of thing. It's like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looks just like that. Yeah, like I did that one. It's on Facebook. I went as The Undertaker about 10, 11 years ago, and I was big then, you know, and proper into the weights. And every single person's like, God, you don't have to look like the singer out of Kiss. I'm like, I'm the fucking Undertaker. I've got a WWF <laughs> belt around me. And I had to wear the belt around me fucking waist. Because This is a true story because I had like a, it was a cycling all-in-one suit, you know, a black suit with the, like the, it was like a gym suit, I suppose, but it looked, it was a cycling thing you wore for chafing. So it was a full long leg suit, but it looked like a leotard thing. I had it on. As a wig, I've just showed you the pitch. I've got MMA gloves because the Undertaker used to wear MMA gloves towards the end of his career. Mm. I got the belt, but I had to put the belt because of my fucking cock, Dave. I mean, saying that, you couldn't even see it anyway. <laughs> Someone come up to me on the night because the fucking belt fell apart because it was a kid's belt. I had to put like my own leather belt in and make like extend it round my waist. And some, some, I was one of some space went, Have you flattened it down there? Have you got padding? I'm like, You can fuck off. <laughs> And then remember, there was an old woman there, this woman, and she was a bit of a, she was the sort of like Helga in reverse, Dave, than what I, I, I remember her saying to me at the time, going, oh, oh I, I love her. Oh, yeah, you look great, Chris. And I'm thinking, get the, and Sam's pissing herself laughing. She went, oh, if I was a few <laughs> years younger, I'm like, you still wouldn't have a chance. Leave me alone. But Dave, I literally looked like I had no cock in this outfit. But yes, I was the undertaker. However, as I say, getting back to my original point, when you see people at fancy dresses, it's literally a cue on the outfit. Because, you know, we all don't look, no one looks like fucking Tom Cruise in Top Gun or, you know, I've got, I've a few times done a Hulk Hogan job and that. And it's like, I ain't got fucking arms like that. Even as at my best, I never looked like that. I just, you know, you've got me on the gate. So it's like, I get it. I totally get it. But yeah, that's what these characters look like until they say that you need the dialogue of the people talking going, oh yeah, James Bond. <laughs> he's like, he's a guy in a tuxedo. <laughs> need a name Popeye. <laughs> Well, he's a bald Asian guy with a fucking pipe in his mouth. Like Popeye, you know, the Godfather. Come on. He's brilliant. I love that reference, though, Dave. It's something on a rabbit hole, but I totally agree with that. I just kept thinking, fancy dress, Halloween. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Yeah. And I, I, I do have to say, I do think your Undertaker is a good... 80s hairband uh, look-alike thing, so I, I can definitely see it. No, I, I do think that was good. I think you did sidestep, though, you know, people asking you, why have you dressed up like Frank Gallagher from Shameless? I've <laughs> <laughs> got the accent, not it? Yeah. <laughs> and you smell like him as well, Chris. <laughs> but, um, How dare you? <laughs> But um, I, I hopefully you can uh, get that out next next uh, year or something. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'll, assuming you're not sending it all back. 
No, no, I've still got it all. I've still got it there, yeah. I'll have to do something. Unless Sam yeah. jumps to Vincent Vega, Dave. I can't see me, <laughs> me swinging around the bedroom. <laughs> I'm sure she is, but I'm not sure you are dressed up as Vincent Vega. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've come to fix the light bulb. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll screw this. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, um, no, <laughs> I'm glad you don't listen to this, Dave. But, um, <laughs> But no, no, we, we probably will at some point. I'll probably, uh, yeah, I'll probably dig it out. I think. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, um, Chris, what the hell is this movie about? I mean, basically, it seems like Bruce Lee is this uh, virile, uh, basically almost godly-like person. Anyways, he's such a great guy. You know, the, you've got a bit as well where like people are gambling, and I. I couldn't find the name of the voice actor because i obviously watched the dubbed version it's on youtube too along with all the best movies but i definitely recognize the voice i think this might be chris the same guy who's who's dubbed bruce lee and like the big boss and stuff i'd have to go back and listen but it's definitely a familiar voice Yes, and, uh, you know why? When he's shaking his finger at people, t- telling them, you know, you, you gambled in the uh, in the real world, and you know, you don't want to do the same in the afterlife. There's something about the way he's saying it that is, I'm like, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard this guy. And it, it's like, what are you doing, huh? Yeah, <laughs> there's something like really, really familiar about it. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good callback. And and Dave, say about the opponents and the voice of Finn. Some of the unseen opponents, Dave, were going to be the Wicked Witch of the West, (laughs) Norman Bates, Carrie, (laughs) the Great Gatsby, Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been magical. (laughs) Fucking movie. Who do you think this is for? Because, again, I, I... I guess in Hong Kong, it's that interesting melting pot, isn't it? Especially in the 70s of like, you know, Chinese culture, but Western influence as well. I, 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 I just, I'm just baffled by the fact it's all kind of Western type fictional characters. And I'm like, who is this movie for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Apart from Bruce Lee fans. Yeah. I, you know what, though, that's a good point because I think what... What, what, whoever's made this movie, is, and I said before, they've done the research on Bruce Lee and what he liked and stuff. You know, Popeye, things like that. You know, obviously Clint Eastwood, James Bond. They're all references that I've read about, you know, with Bruce Lee and his life and various mm. guys. I'm not sure about Emmanuel, Dave, but obviously <laughs> The Godfather came after his death, or it might have been around 72, maybe the year he, was, he died. The Exorcist was a bit later, I think, or maybe it wasn't. But it, it's weird because... You know, normally, like you look at for your height only, they had that same loot, didn't they, James Bond? You know, you know, you know, ding, 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 or whatever it yeah, was, the same yeah. loop all all the way through, and they they got the permission on that. These have just ripped off all these like movies, actors, actresses, everything, and obviously, America's probably not even seen it, Dave. It makes one of them things probably until the VHSs were were available to rent, we would never have seen something like this. I don't think it's mm. even been released in the UK. Maybe some of that, it was released on YouTube or something. But it's one of them, even if they did, I think the studios have gone, we don't give a fuck. They're not making any money off the back of this nonsense. You know, they're just like, <laughs> it's like a pantomime, isn't it, really, playing. It's like us as a cover band. You're covering artist music, but at mm. no point do they ever think, 
we were ever going to get bollocks for it. I mean, we had Manny buddy DJing at one of our gigs, and we're doing the Stone Roses, and he just come over laughing, going, "Fucking!" Even to me, when you sound miles better than fucking Ian Browns, that's like laughing his head off. You're playing it better than us lads, and all that joking and stuff. But he was never going to go. How dare you? You know, he covers bands are what makes the world go round. This is what this is really. It's almost like a covers version of just a mess. It's just a stoner's fucking dream, and they've put it all together <laughs> as a movie. And I don't get what because the thing is, reading the synopsis of the movie makes perfect sense, but watching it on the screen, it <laughs> fucking doesn't, Dave. It doesn't, even with the dubbed um, like narration that's going on, telling us about Bruce Lee's life, which a lot of it is very accurate. And that's what I think I related to because it pripped my ears up then because you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's right. You know, they trained all these actors and he did these things. He played Kato and stuff in the Green Hornet. That's how he got his break, didn't he, and stuff. So, mm. yeah, I, I do respect it. And I think also, having recently watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well, a couple of years mm. ago in the cinema, and, you know, they, they absolutely, Brad Pitt fucking levered Bruce Lee, didn't he, in that little fight that threw him against the car. Yeah. But I can respect it. I can respect, like, what they did. They actually did a bit of research. The rest of the movie just falls a fucking part, and it certainly doesn't relate to what the synopsis is, but I just took it for what it was. It's just an absolute cinema nonsense, Dave. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But I mean, Cato shows up in this, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, he does. The other thing I think they do is is they use and, and basically rip off. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have had permission, but just ripped off a lot of the music, a lot of the sound effects. You you get to hear the music from like Enter the Dragon. You see, you hear those familiar Bruce Lee kind of. Uh, oh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't do that, should I? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get cancelled for that. I might cut that bit out. But you get the familiar Bruce Lee sounds, don't you? The the kind of noises that he makes when he's doing those kind of fights. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anyway, the the podcast will be the VHS Strikes Back. (laughs) (laughs) Featuring Chris Phelps. And Chris Phelps. After new both accents, won't I? Fucking brilliant. Um, no, but but I, I I do think the guy who plays Bruce Lee, his martial arts style is very similar. He's got that double kick off to a T, like you see in Enter the Dragon, the big boss. You know when he does mm. it one roundhouse kick, you know, just two of them done it one after the yeah. other, dead quick. Bruce Lee, that's like one of Bruce Lee's absolute... Um, so iconic moves that he does. I love that in all his movies. He's I really do love it. And Game of Death, everything. He always seems the two of them come at him and he goes, one, two. They two very, very quick kicks and that's so brilliant. But I just think there's nothing going on that makes any sense. It's a class, like you said, all the best movies are on YouTube and it is on fucking YouTube. Fire Dan is just fucking unbelievable when he pulls these out of the bag. I mean, it's not the worst movie. When I first put it on, I was like, oh my God, this could be. I've not said the famous words for a long time. And I didn't, I knew with it being martial arts, going to be a bit biased in the Bruce Lee stuff. It's not going to be. But just as it goes on, you're just literally going, who the fuck is going to turn up next? I was expecting Burt Reynolds to turn up or something, Dave, you know, the bandit or something. I was like, come on, there's got to be some (laughs) reference from the 70s you know like some random character so yeah i i just went with a movie it makes no sense and it's just stupid (laughs) stupid. (laughs) i thought you might um you might appreciate probably that there was a bathing scene chris 
well, with, with all the queen, with all the concubines. Yeah, I did, but I'm watching it on my uh, phone, Dave. Or Sam's watching the telly. And I'm sort of turning my phone at this point. She's watching fucking Coronation Street or something. She tells me off because my AirPods are always too loud, and I'm like, "Yeah, I just need to turn this." Like, she probably thinks I'm fucking texting some fucking girl or something, Dave. You know what I mean? Or whatever. I'm fucking there with my phone, you know, or I'm fucking some the, the our algorithm tennis um, that we do to each other is, is caught up with me, Dave, on TikTok. Fucking I can just imagine the, the the explanation. What are you watching? No, show me, show me. Yeah, it's a kung fu movie. <laughs> we'll watch it for another two minutes and it'll get into a fight no no it's yeah. just lingering right on this scene it's going on for ages and I, I do feel like that scene the bathing scene and also the emmanuel scene when she's trying to seduce the king and stuff and, and basically there's this whole plot that basically she He's got a bit of a dodgy ticker, I think. I think that was the thinking, you know. So she needs to yes. get him all worked up, and then and then he'll die, and then they'll be able to take over the underworld. So basically, she's gonna fuck his brains out and, and like kill him, um, or, or fuck him to death, I guess. So yeah, utterly bonkers. But both of those scenes go on for way too long, and it's just yeah, yeah. It's, it's obvious why why they're there, I guess. Yeah, and, and and a little slight reference, Dave, a little story. It's my birthday this week, as everyone knows. I was 45, Dave, on Thursday, and we went out for a meal, and, you know, I've been proper on me food and everything. But I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a treat. Sam and Jordan made me some flapjacks and some cookies and not had anything like that for six months, right? So I destroyed all of them, by the way, Dave. I think I had something like <laughs> 10 cookies. And they're like the Millie's cookies. Jordan makes them just like Millie's cookies. about 10 of them, flapjacks. We went out for this amazing meal. In this uh, med- Turkish Mediterranean restaurant that's open near us really is like getting great reviews and it was just really nice. Sam then tells them, it's my birthday, Dave. And he's talking about something going on for longer than it should. Um, <laughs> after the meal, this restaurant's packed. It's Thursday night. And it is packed because it's like you've got to book in. It's that popular at the moment. They start doing like a Turkish happy birthday thing, right? Dave, I'm not joking. It went on for fucking ages. And everyone's singing. <laughs> They're like, come over. And he's got like this big chocolate gato with ice cream on. And he's got like a sparkler in it. Dickhead here puts his hand on the sparkler and fucking burns my finger on camera. Oh. Sam's pissing himself Have, did, laughing. Do you not remember the safety adverts when we were kids? About I, I do. Picking up it, sparklers. <laughs> But after a minute of everyone just clapping me in the restaurant, and even the other customers are like, what's going on? I got bored, and I'm like, you know, when you get all that awkward thing of like, I've got to do something because yeah. I'm just sat there, like, going along with it. Like, I'm doing it now, tapping the table, like, oh, yeah, waving to the fucking chef and that who was doing it. Then eventually they went, happy birthday to you. And I'm like, fuck, fuck for that. And I've got the worst false smile. And it sounds so ungrateful because it was lovely. But the song went, Sam was laughing, going, I went, even in fucking TGI Fridays when they come over and do that stupid thing where they go, no, ladies and gentlemen, they all start fucking clapping, going, hey, and they all do a lot of shit. Because my niece works there, she said it's awful, it's the most cringe thing ever. This went on for back. I'm not joking, it must have been two minutes of celebrating my birthday, Dave. No, I do like the attention, I mean, far too long, Dave. I'll just send you the video, I just look so awkward, I'm just like, please stop, please fucking stop. What made it worse? I had to eat a bit of cake while they were doing it, and I don't eat, I love chocolate, I don't like chocolate cake or anything. And the last time mm. I chocolate cake, I like, dead rich, was when I did the chocolate challenge at Slattery's in Berry. Oh. 
And if you remember, Dave, I completed it because that table next to me, all the women are going, we've never seen anyone do this. I did it all. <laughs> well done, you fat bastard. Ran to the t- <laughs> yeah. And then, no, I, actually, I, I literally got up and went to the toilet and fucking threw it all up. Oh. And I, I did, honestly, it was minging. Sam, come, Sam went, you just been sick, and not you? Went fucking right off. Because the chocolate gato, I hate oh. Two massive slices of it. Ice cream, pure chocolate, and the, the milkshake was pure chocolate. Like, as in, not just like a, a milk chocolate, it was pure chocolate chocolate like white it was amazing but the fucking gato done me and i was like oh i'm gonna be sick yeah. that's what that was and then afterwards i'm sat there somewhere you're gonna be fucking sick aren't you i'm going nope oh nope. <laughs> this is the other night so a bit of a disaster so i've waffled on a bit there but the pre- premise was of something that went on too long dave so i can relate to that yeah and, and uh, that story there about your birthday it, it reminds me I was, uh, this is weird right so i was in india on on work <laughs> And I was in a in a hotel, and there was a Mexican restaurant in there. Now I'm there with my colleague, so you know you've got no choice, right? You, you've got to eat in a restaurant. So there's myself and a colleague. Not that many people in the restaurant, and the old I get these three Moriarchis coming along, <laughs> you know, romantically Brilliant. serenading us, you know, giving the hey, 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 and it's like. It's all right, lads. But it went, that was another thing. It just went on for fucking ages. And you're looking across at each other. It's like, are they going to stop soon? <laughs> so, so awkward. But uh, to be romantically serenaded with your the, uh, fella that you work with. <laughs> but anyway, Chris, I mean, it, it, it is ultimately, I mean, not a lot happens that, that, that there are no twists and turns in the plot are there you know basically bruce lee is just the best guy who ever lived you know and he he can see you know even the 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 king's concubines and stuff they they basically try and con him into fucking them (laughs) you know they they sort of put on this disguise don't they and change into something else but but because he's so great bruce can see right through it you know and he he just sends them packing on their way and, uh, you know, he foils the whole plot and saves the day. I, I mean, the, other than it being just utterly bonkers. It, Chris, have you ever seen, I think, it's, is it Toy Story 2, where Andy is just playing with all of his toys and, and you've got this random fucking thing with all the, the toy characters playing together. It's all just out of context, out of universe. It's kind of like that, really. Yeah, yeah, it is to be fair. And I think I think what you've said is correct. I think like they're trying to pay homage to him in their weird fucking way. However, it doesn't fucking it doesn't really hit, does it, in places. It's just the ridiculousness of the movie for me that I absolutely love. It's just like it's so silly and so stupid that y- you would tell people about this movie if they're into martial arts and go, please watch it. Because it is utterly <laughs> ridiculous. It is, isn't it? It's utterly ridiculous, yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah no, I'm saying, Dave. So shall we get into our scores, Dave? Let's go. So, Dave, I've got to say, Spider-Dan done the business here he's picked a a movie again that you just like jaw on the floor at times because i was so 
I was excited about who the fucking characters were going to be next. And obviously we're playing on like within Bruce Lee's timeline of, of life, but it was just stupid. The history stuff I, I did appreciate. The martial arts is good. The story is bullshit. And there was some sexy time, Dave. So I think I'm going to put it, Dave, at the top end of Elm Street again, another one. Um, enjoyed it, really <laughs> did. Good fun, uh, but silly. Absolutely silly. So what about yourself? Well, I think objectively, this is one of the worst movies we've seen. I, I think there is no question. You, you can spot this a mile off. It's all part of this Bruce exploitation. It's just cashing in on the guy's death and, and his popularity. And, uh, you know, I, I've said it a few times now, but the script written in crayon very quickly and then just get get everything together costume it's fine you know it doesn't really look like dracula but it's all good you know we'll slap some makeup on him and and go for it so it's just utterly utterly bonkers the martial arts i would say it's pretty good i actually quite rate this guy he's he's not bad at his craft there and obviously having the you know watching the english dubbed version you get the familiar voices that you know you recognize from actual bruce lee movies and and uh, you know other movies around this era so i i think there is something wonderful about it as well i, I just the fact that it is just so utterly utterly bonkers I'm glad movies like this exist and and they help you appreciate well-crafted, well-made movies as well. But there is definitely place in the world for movies like this and glad I've watched it. There There is not a good chance that I'll ever watch this again. But definitely glad I've watched it and would recommend, especially, you know, some of the movies uh, our followers watch, you know, this should definitely be on the pile. I think, you know, if you want <laughs> wanting to watch something a bit out there, a bit bonkers. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go with your recommendation there. I'd go, I'd go top end of Elm Street. What's was even debating, Chris, a Hill Valley? Just because it is so bonkers. I mean, objectively, it, it deserves a bottom score, but for absolutely going for it, for not conforming to any fucking film studies <laughs> template about how to structure and make a movie, I think, you know, you've just got to respect this one. So, yeah, you definitely do. Elm Street. Oh, good stuff. And thanks, Spider Dan. Amazing, mate. Amazing. Um, Davey's my pick. So... We're going with a Christmas theme because, um, you know, this is about 10 days before Christmas that this comes out. Now, I've been researching, Dave. I know it's not like me to research properly, but I have actually been researching. (laughs) Now, I did nearly, well, I didn't research that fucking good because I nearly picked Die Hard (laughs) 2 again, Dave. (laughs) I know what your research is. (laughs) Browser, Google, ding, 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 have a quick search. Right, time for a crafty wank. (laughs) <laughs> what was it doing yeah what was it doing oh yeah that was it top 100 christmas movies no so i've gone down the rabbit hole now now i've looked at i do like like love actually uh the date i like as well i was gonna oh, pick someone yeah, lovey, yeah. lovey dovey you know something lovey dovey i do like that then I, and last year was the first year that means sam actually watched elf which i fully enjoyed i've avoided that for some reason however dave however i thought you know what there's a couple of movies that go under the radar that are actually Christmas-based, so you can get away with it. You know, obviously, Die Hard is the pinnacle. For me, Lethal Weapons probably mm-hmm. trumps Die Hard. But 
I was going to pick an absolute franchise-defining movie, Dave. That's set in 2002. But I've not picked that, Dave. We're going back, my friend, to 1990. And this is a movie starring Dolph Lundgren. And it's actually a Christmas movie, my friend. And it's called I Come in Peace. So let's get into the trailer. Three well armed men have been broken before they can even draw their weapons. Who could possibly hold that fast? He's got his Punisher look there. Yeah. Think the weapons are clean? Yes, I do. Nick Castle all the way, Dave. Like turning your radio dial to K I L L. This does look like the Punisher. Okay. Yeah. Why have they dropped in the name of the movie? Once. Yeah. Stop him. He'll kill your people by the thousands. What does he want? Marcy. A priceless drop. Where I'm from. Where? I nearly it sounds like it might be a bit sad. Where did you say you were from? Yeah. If he returns, everything I love, Dave. Yeah. Hi, I'm sure you can find out what's going on with him. We've got what he came for. Like the Jean-Paul Van Damme replacement, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's and he is actually with top now. Dolph Lundgren. You go in peace. I come in peace. Hold on, hold on. How is this? How is this in any way related to Christmas? Right, just hang on a right, just hang on a sec. I'll tell you why. Because I mean, I know gonna... you've thoroughly researched it, so you you know off the top of your head. But maybe, maybe that will all no. become apparent somehow. Stop it! Right, right. So, so just keep talking while I fucking get Google up now. Now, one sec, Dave. One sec. So I I come in, Pete. I did read up on this because it's on a list with Cobra as a underrated Christmas movie. Okay, so basically, Dave, it is nothing to do with Christmas, but it's based at Christmas. This movie, okay. Chris, I'm, so, uh, I'm searching IMDb. I don't even see it. I literally type in "I come in peace," and it brings up Dark Angel. We're not even Hold on, are you... fucking honest. Oh, I think this is Dark Angel from 1990. Are you sure this is actually called "I Come in Peace" or is it called Dark Angel? I think it, it could be Dark Angel. <laughs> I come in peace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Trey. I come in peace. That's it there, Dave. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's him anyway. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> so we probably watched the wrong trailer there, but anyway, that's no, the, no, I, I can the see. movie, Dave. It's a, it's got on the front, it's got Dolph Lundgren, and then it's got in quotes, I come in peace. But it, it could be one yeah. of those, maybe... By the time we get into next week, we'll know a bit more and why the hell it is related to Christmas. Because I don't see anything from the trailer. 
But uh, oh no, wait, wait. You know, as I've said that, Chris, I'm just re-watching the trailer now, and I can see in some of the fight scenes in the background there are Christmas trees. Exactly, like in fucking Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. Yeah. Okay, it says here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gone. Let me have a look. I've got it here. Right, it says. Uh, I come in peace. Oh, he says, Dark Angel, I come in peace. Mike Rankin's Dolph was the best movie with the big sweet stepping out of Stallone's shadow in Rocky Force. Jack, no, not Jack Castle, Jack Kane. Um, drug-related murders. Things take a wild turn. Oh, yeah, here we go. And Oh, no, I don't want to ruin it, but it's, the person has been spreading a little too much festive cheer by deliberately injecting his victims with synthetic heron, heroin. So, Dave, it's definitely Christmas. Nothing better than injecting heroin into people. It's <laughs> apparently in this movie. Oh my, my God. God. What, what have I got well, us into? That'll get us but into the Christmas spirit, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, unbelievable. So I haven't watched this, as you can probably tell. So I just thought I've got to pull one out of the bag. Anyway, massive thank you to Spider-Dan for today. Great pick, mate. Honestly, really enjoyed that. And everyone else who, who supported us over this last year, we really appreciate it, guys. And we've still got another pick next week, Dave. It's your pick. So get your Christmas thinking hat on. Are you going to pull one out of the bag? Are we going to go for a, a rom-com? I'll leave that with you before we even get into my uh, pick. Is that what saying? Anyway, <laughs> the roll call of honour for today. And if you do want to support us, get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. If you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And as always, get onto social media at VHS Strikes Back. So, a massive thank you as always to Mr. Tony Farina. Um, oh, I've fucking done it Glenn. again. Fucking Glenn Davis. <laughs> Cinema Chat Podcast. <laughs> there, then. I was like, what? Well, friends back on board. Right. Right, sorry, Dave, to call this. Uh, right, here we go. So, massive thank you to Mr. Tony Frieda, Mr. John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jack Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent Gustafson, Heath, Matt, Tim, Susan, Justin, Dan, Trent, Stephen, Dylan, Helen, Lee, and Sarge as well. So, thank you so much for your support, guys. We really appreciate it. Honestly, really, really good ear supporting the podcast. And, Dave, there is nothing on IMDb about fucking Dread Dragon Lives Again or whatever <laughs> this is called. Uh, there is no quote. So, what are you going to take us out with today, my friend? <laughs> I knew that was coming as I was feverishly trying to. Uh... Trying to find a quote, and I thought, yep, yeah, IMDb, you've got nothing, so I shall Google it. Google, come save me. Nope, nope, even nothing for there as well. So, you know what, Chris? I was looking earlier this week, and I, I stumbled across this video of Michael Winslow from Police Academy fame, and he was doing this kind of uh, Led Zeppelin guitar solo slash Robert Plant thing. It utterly unbelievable i was thinking how did obviously it was huge with police academy but how is this guy not even bigger just utterly bonkers so i'm going to finish off chris with an homage to this and the english dubbing and police academy and say you want to fight fight me I'll speak to you next time <laughs> Bye. That's it, man. It's game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we came.
kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off.